I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. We're going to start off with you singing La Guantanamera. And, uh... Yo soy un hombre sincero, de donde crece la palma. Yo soy un hombre sincero, de donde crece la palma. Y antes de morir me quiero echar mis versos del alma. Guantanamera, Guajira, Guantanamera. Guantanamera, Guajira, Guantanamera. Yo no sabía que iba a cantar con el senador Menéndez en el día de hoy, pero bueno, el día está lleno de sorpresas. New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez is the senior United States senator from the state of New Jersey since 2006, having first served as a U.S. representative for the 13th district from 93 to 2006. He also served as the mayor of Union City, of course, known as La Habana on the Hudson. Uh, coincidentally, is the most lat Latino city in New Jersey. That was from 86 to 1992. He was elected to the Union City School District Board of Education while still in college himself at 20 years old. And before, before that, he was his high school student body president. O sea, he really took public speaking and education, la educación, very seriously, both inspired by his late mother and, of course, uh, his high school teacher at Union Hill High School that saw something in him as a young Shy Cuban-American uh, student finding his way into the world and being born in New York City. La Gran Manzana to Cuban immigrant parents just a few months after arriving from La Isla de Cuba. Uh, then growing up in a tenement building in Union City to ultimately become a United States senator. Uh, he understands why so many come to America in search of a better life, a better future for themselves and of course for their family. Uh, it has helped shape his life and his politics, and he has passed it on to his children as well, one being uh, his daughter, Alicia Menendez, who also works as a correspondent for MSNBC. Uh, Senator Roberto Bob Menendez's story is quicentennial American, is, is a quicentennial American story, and now serving as the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. We are honored to learn from his experiences, especially at a time where so many foreign relations are threatening our great country and our U.S. relations, both domestically and internationally. Bienvenido, this is Hola, my name is The Podcast with Senator 
Bob Menendez. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. Hola. Hola, my name is. My name is. My name is. My name is. Hola, my name is Senator Bob Menendez. Senador Menendez. I have to ask you, la mejor comida cubana se encuentra en Union City o en Miami? Ay, Dios mío. Se encontraba en la cocina de mi mamá. En eh, paz descanse. Uh, pero hay, hay tremenda comida en, en la zona de Union City. Uh, hay un lugar que yo le dije al dueño, esta comida es como si fuera la de mi mamá. Se llama rumba cubana. Pero bueno, he comido también bien en, en Miami. Te voy a invitar a comer en mi restaurante Cuban Guys la próxima vez que, okay, estés, que estés en Miami. Un tema muy importante. El, las pasas en el picadillo cubano. ¿El picadillo cubano lleva pasas? Eh, bueno, mi experiencia es que sí. Eh, ahora no sé si... Ya es, comenzamos mal. Eh, 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 si es tradicional o no, pero eh, mi experiencia es que sí. A mí no me gusta el picadillo con pasas. Ah, pero no te gusta. A mí no me gusta. A ti no te gusta. Ahora, tú me, esa no es la pregunta que sí, tú me hiciste. la pregunta es que sí, es verdad, es verdad. Pero ya sé que a ti, a ti sí te gusta. A mí me gusta. El sí. picadillo con pasas. Senator, um, you know, how have politics changed since you were first elected to Congress? A lot has changed. Yeah, a lot has changed. You know, uh, look, I've always believed that people who come to Congress come because they aspire to do well by the nation, by the people they represent. We may have different ideas, uh, but we all have the same common goal. But I must say that over the last several years, uh, we have seen uh, the politics of destruction, which means that for me to win, you have to lose. Uh, and, uh, you know, the politics that I grew up with is that, you know, we can both win. Uh, we may disagree about how we get there, but we can both win. And for me to win, you don't have to be destroyed. That, unfortunately, uh, the dynamics of that, which is important to the echoes, the, the ethos of the, um, of the institution uh, is so important. That's changed dramatically. And that seems to be the norm now, and it's so uh, aggravating, I would dare to say, scary that the moderate voices, I think you're a moderate progressive, correct me if you make you vocal, but uh, the moderate voices uh, are, are being silenced by the radical voices from the far left, AOC, from the far right, uh, Trump. And it's either, it's, it's like you, we have to hate each other and that's not what America is about. My no. dad always told me growing up, este país siempre le ha ido bien cuando se ha mantenido en el medio. Ni demasiado a la derecha, ni demasiado a la izquierda. Sí. This country has always done well when we've gone down the middle, not too far right, not too far left. But are, does that concern you? Are, after January 6th and everything, so much division, so much hate, politics has gotten violent in, in America. Well, look, I've always believed that the center is where the American people are. And in every role I've ever uh, ultimately had the privilege of serving from a school board member to a mayor to a state legislator to a member of the House of Representatives down in the United States Senate, uh, if you want to govern and you try to do so ideologically, then you're destined for failure. Because governing is about, you know, being able to bring people together in common cause to achieve a common purpose. That doesn't mean that you govern ideologically from the left. It doesn't mean you govern ideologically from the right. It means that you bring people together. If you are intransigent uh, in terms of your what part of the political spectrum you're from, then you can't govern. You can insist 
on the purity of your view, uh, but you cannot ultimately achieve the common goal. And, uh, you know, and, and that's increasingly been part of the polarization that we have experienced um, uh, in Washington, but I'm afraid even outside of Washington in many parts of the country. Will things get worse or better in your opinion? I, I, you know, you cannot be a person in government and a legislator if you are not an optimist. Uh, and I believe that things can get and should get much better. Because when you think about it, at the end of the day, does anybody want to see this pandemic continue? No. No. Uh, now, at the, you know, I have people from all over the country come to see me in search for cures for Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cancer. Uh, which we don't yet have. But for the pandemic, for COVID, we have a cure. It's called a vaccination. Uh, and yet we have created, uh, talking about the division of our politics, the politics has seeped into the public health domain. And the public health domain was something that we listened to the experts and we followed their advice. This is the first time that we reject it. And we do so at our pearl because we could get our lives and our economy back on track if we could just get people to follow the science and follow the public health guidance. So uh, at some point, I think that uh, things can get better, but we must demand of those who we elect. If, si uno premia la realidad de que cooperación en busca de mejores oportunidades para la comunidad y para la nación, pues entonces tú vas a ver que las personas van a cooperar. Si uno premia la división, la firmez ideológica, mm -hmm. pues entonces es lo que vas a encontrar. So, in, in, in great part, the answer to your question, Enrique, is what do the citizens of this country want? Do they want cooperation and common cause for a common goal? Or do they want the ideological purity that makes them feel good? Under Obama's administration, you pushed for comprehensive immigration reform and you convinced then-President Obama to create DACA. How did, you, how did you get that done? How difficult was it? And, you know, seriously, it seems like working across the aisle is tougher these days than almost crossing the border. Yeah. You know, this has been my passion for 25 years, one of my two passions. Um, you know, uh, and when we convinced President Obama, we had to convince him. Uh, we had to, uh, when I say we, the Congressional Hispanic Caucus went to see him and I was given the role of being uh, the heavy uh, and making the case that the president had the powers, administrative powers, uh, to create in essence what today we know as DACA. And the president rejected that, said, no, I don't have those powers. So you want me to do something I can't do? And I, knowing that that was going to be his view, I had prepared a legal memorandum of case law that other presidents had used elements of immigration law under administrative powers to achieve something like what we wanted. And anyhow, uh, between that and a lot of, uh, you know, advocacy by the community, we got DACA. In 2013, when I was part of the Gang of Eight, I don't know why they call these groups gangs. I that hate that. Like I so hate, it's terrible. <laughs> but it was eight uh, members of the Senate, four Democrats, mm -hmm. four Republicans. Uh, the late John McCain was the leader of the Republicans. I was in the Democratic side. We passed comprehensive immigration reform. Comprehensive immigration reform was 60 seven votes, which in the Senate is unheard of when you have controversial issues. Then it went to the House of Representatives, and John Boehner, a Republican, was the Speaker of the House, never even gave it a vote, and it died. 
And history would be much different today in terms of what we're talking about in terms of immigration. And so now this has become, uh, after President Trump, a poisonous issue. It's almost become the third. Your Social Security used to be the third rail of politics. You can't touch Social Security. Well, now it seems that for my Republican friends particularly, you can't touch immigration. Yet, tanto de nuestra comunidad están aquí por, por inmigración. Claro. ¿no? Eh, muchos de ellos eh, en el proceso legítimo, eh, muchos de ellos no en el proceso legítimo. Muchos de ellos eh, refugiados políticos eh, que se le abrieron las puertas y hoy queremos cerrar las puertas a esos que están consiguiendo refugio eh, político. Así que es increíble. Algunas veces me duele de que ver que nuestra comunidad tiene la mentalidad de vamos a cerrar la puerta atrás de nosotros porque ya uh -huh. estamos aquí. Hola, my name is. I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hola, my name is. My name is. Hola, my name is. Uno pensaría que como que casi como si fuese por diseño este problema. ¿Por qué nuestro país, después de tantos años, sigue teniendo este mismo problema y ni siquiera, como bien mencionaste, en este arreglo bipartidista, con una idea muy, muy buena, eh, no, no se arregla la situación de inmigración de los Estados Unidos. La nación más poderosa de, del, en el faz de la, de la planeta, del planeta y te, seguimos teniendo décadas tras décadas este mismo problema de inmigración. Sí, sí, y la realidad es que una reforma inmigratoria integral 
crea una oportunidad económica para el país enorme. No, no porque lo digo yo. El, ¿Por qué el, tiene miedo el, la el, gente? El como... Yo no sé. You know, the Congressional Budget Office, which is the score of everything that we do in Congress, said when we looked at immigration reform, it will raise the gross domestic product of the United States by several points. It would add a trillion dollars in surplus to the nation. It would add billions to the Social Security Trust Fund and make it more solvent. It would raise the wages of all not just immigrants, mm -hmm. all Americans in the country. Uh, bueno, con esa cifra, uh, uh, anything should be, uh, should be possible. ¿no? Pero eh, eh, no, si miramos nuestra historia como un país, el tema de migración siempre ha sido un tema eh, caliente. ¿no? Uh, y siempre tenemos miedo del de, de próximo que viene. Mm -hmm. Pero los olvidamos que en un momento nosotros fuimos el próximo que viene. Uh, so, uh, and, and unfortunately, after President Trump, he used immigration in a way to drive the fears of Americans that they're taking your jobs, they're taking away your economic opportunity. They, he made immigrants the, the cause of all things that are bad in the United States. And, you know, uh, that's been done in our history to make people fearful and to have a scapegoat. And, you know, he succeeded in doing it in a way that I haven't seen in those 25 years that I've been fighting How for How did reform. that make you feel as a Latino? Oh, it made me feel uh, horrible. It made me feel, you know, I, as I told nuestro hermano, Óyeme, si tú crees que los comentarios del presidente en general que son anti-inmigrantes son de el indocumentado, olvídate. Son de ti. Cuando dicen, oh no, ese, ese, esa gente. Yo estuve en un debate aquí y me, 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 me puse frío cuando uno de nuestros colegas diga, no, no podemos tener más de esa gente, esa gente. Y yo fui al pleno del Senado y dije, perdón, yo creo que yo soy uno de esa, esa gente. ¿Cómo es que esa gente? De, de, entonces, la imagen es mucho más que el indocumentado, ¿no? La imagen es la imagen de una comunidad creciente, poderosa, uh -huh. pero que actualmente sigue eh, con eh, las opiniones eh, de, negativas de, de muchos. Y, y también cuando el país sigue poniéndose más diverso, pues esos que han estado en el poder tienen inquietudes sobre qué es lo que quiere decir eso. Voy a perder yo mi poder, qué es lo que van a hacer ellos. Y eso es todo parte de la mezcla en que estamos. Senador, tu trabajo es muy estresante. Esto, estoy curioso, ¿con qué frecuencia se te sale el cubano aquí en la oficina o en una reunión, un acere, un coño? Pregúntale a Francisco, el director de comunicaciones aquí, cuántas veces me sale el cubano. Y él no es cubano, así que tiene que aguantar todo lo que estoy diciendo. Y, y Roberto, que sí es cubano, el otro eh, que, que trabaja en nuestro departamento de comunicaciones uh -huh. también. Él, él sí que es cubano, eso se sabe el cubaneo. Mira, eh, a, a mí eh, de vez en cuando, sin duda, me sale porque eh, es increíble. Coño, yo no entiendo cómo es posible de que actualmente algunas cosas son tan claras, tan claras, y se convierten en un tema tan problemático que, que vaya, eh, es... Es, es más allá de lo que cualquier persona pudiera pensar que sea razonable, ¿no? Así que, ya, yeah, me sale de vez en cuando. Gracias a Dios, la mayoría de mis colegas no entienden lo que es coño. 
Vamos a hablar de Cuba. I'd like to talk about uh, Cuba. You know, Cubans on the islands, of course, have, have demonstrated a desire for, for change. Y están en, la, en las calles gritando libertad desde el 11 de julio. Hay aproximadamente eh, 500 presos políticos actualmente desde esas demostraciones. Más reciente, vi, recientemente vimos que la dictadura también asustó, eh, terrorized, uh, al, al, al pueblo cubano para, para que no salieran ¿no? El, el, el 15 de, de, de noviembre. Como país, Estados Unidos, en tu opinión, ¿puedes hacer algo más en estos momentos para ayudar para que el pueblo cubano consiga su libertad? Sí, yo creo que puede ser mucho más. Eh, primero de todo, eh, tenemos que internacionalizar las realidades del pueblo cubano y de los esfuerzos, de, por ejemplo, de sanciones a los líderes del régimen que está oprimiendo el pueblo. Gracias a mis esfuerzos, por primera vez conseguimos colegas parlamentarios, presidentes del Comité de Relación Interior de sus países que se unieron con nosotros después de las manifestaciones, eh, las primeras manifestaciones en Cuba, eh, que es la primera vez que europeos y otros alzaron su voz. Eh, pero yo creo que los Estados Unidos, además de liderar un esfuerzo hemisférico internacional de promover los derechos humanos del pueblo cubano. Debe, por ejemplo, insistir. Queremos dar remisas a familias, pero queremos asegurar que el régimen no se lleva 20% de esas remisas. ¿no? Hay formas digitales de poder hacer eso. Podemos eh, insistir de que si va a haber compañías internacionales operando adentro de Cuba, que, que siguen los principios Solomon que hicimos en Sudáfrica para terminar con apartheid. ¿Qué, qué, ¿Qué cosa quiere decir eso? Bueno, si tú vas a emplear a un cubano, tú lo vas a emplear directamente, no por el Estado, que te manda personas, tú le pagas al Estado en dólares y después recibes una fracción, el, el cubano recibe una fracción de su sudor y de su esfuerzo del Estado. Eh, eso pudiera crear independencia ¿no? económica, independencia del Estado. Eh, debemos de buscar formas, no es tan difícil, es difícil, por el problema es tecnológico, pero de buscar formas de dar más apertura al Internet. Uh, y por último, eh, debemos estar seguros que estamos liderando sanciones contra esos que oprimen el pueblo directamente. Sanciones Magnitsky, que es una ley federal eh, que mundialmente sanciona a esos que están violando los derechos humanos de un pueblo eh, para que no puedan salir del país, para que van, que todas sus, sus cuentas bancarias sean cerradas, congeladas en el mundo. Y de una serie de formas mandar un mensaje al régimen de que si no hay cambio, pues entonces tu vida va a ser eh, 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 increíblemente difícil. Eh, esas son algunas de las cosas que debemos hacer y que podemos hacer y eh, lo que hace falta la voluntad de hacerlo. Yo sé que el mundo está muy difícil. Tenemos el tema de China, muy eh, un problema grande para los Estados Unidos, Rusia, Corea del Norte y lo demás. Y algunas veces en, con, enfrentado con todas esas cosas, pues nos pierde eh, la atención que debemos tener en nuestro propio hemisferio, empezando con Cuba. ¿Por qué? No porque soy de descendientes cubanos, pero porque Cuba, los tentáculos que hay en el hemisferio, mira lo que está pasando en Venezuela. Los cubanos son los que apoyan y creen la seguridad 
para Maduro. Mira lo que está pasando en Nicaragua. Mira lo que está pasando en otras partes del hemisferio, donde estábamos en democracia y ahora estamos en el totalitarismo que está creciendo en el hemisferio. Cuba tiene sus dedos metidos en todo eso. Tenemos que entender que para el hemisferio es un cáncer. Quiero hablar el tema del Internet para el pueblo de Cuba. ¿Por qué se ha demorado tanto eso la administración de Biden? Eh, yo he sido parte de esas conversaciones también. Eh, se le ha sugerido ¿no? que esto sería muy beneficioso, como bien lo acabas de mencionar también, para el pueblo cubano poderse comunicar, ya que la dictadura censura todo, de que bloquean el Internet, de que no quieren que se salga, la, la, que se vea a nivel mundial la represión que la dictadura le impone al, al pueblo cubano. ¿Por qué se ha demorado tanto? Y me gustaría saber qué opinas de algunos de tus, de tus colegas, pero por el Partido Republicano, que algunos han llegado a decir que eh, que la administración Biden no le importa el cubano, eh, que no están haciendo suficiente, que están ignorando los gritos de libertad del pueblo de Cuba. Uh -huh. Bueno, primero de todo, eh, vamos a ser sinceros. Eh, algunos de mis colegas republicanos eh, usan ese tema completamente para su política doméstica. Decían que Biden iba a cambiar y regresar a toda la política de Obama. Ni un cambio ha visto hacia la política de Obama. Él ha mantenido la política que hizo el presidente Trump. Mantuvo esa política y lo ha endurecido. Las sanciones que ya ha hecho en contra de líderes del régimen y sobre todo esos cuerpos militares que oprimen el régimen, eh, no se hicieron anteriormente. Eh, el conseguir una declaración de más de, creo que eran 20, 25 países, nunca se había conseguido con referencia a Cuba. Uh, ahora, el problema del Internet es cuál. El problema del Internet es que para mandar el señal tienes que tener elementos de recibir el señal. Entonces estábamos revisando el, uh, Internet por satélite, estábamos uh, revisando Internet por globo, pero el problema, además de que el régimen lo puede bloquear, pero vamos a olvidarnos que lo tratan de bloquear porque tienen que gastarse su dinero para hacer eso. Pero la recepción, hay que tener cierta infraestructura en la isla misma y eso limita la capacidad. Por eso lo que hemos hecho mucho es tener lo que se llama una cosa tecnológica de VPN para tratar de su, eh, eh, poder eh, eh, evadir eh, eh, el bloqueo que el régimen crea a las fuentes de información al pueblo cubano por medio del Internet. Ahora, cuando lo cierran completamente, pues entonces no hay ninguna tecnología que podemos lograr. Pero seguimos buscando formas tecnológicas de lograr. Eso es una de las cosas que yo quiero ver, es que eh, usen las embajadas demócratas que existen eh, en Cuba, que, hablan su, que abren su internet, por lo menos en las secciones de todas esas embajadas, como una vía de que el pueblo cubano puede dirigirse al mundo. Hola, my name is. My name is. Hola, my name is. I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, 
and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. ¿Cuánto daño, en tu opinión, senador, eh, se hace dentro de un sistema democrático como el que tenemos aquí, gracias a Dios, en los Estados Unidos, cuando dos personas no se ponen de acuerdo? Y para desacreditar a esa persona, el ataque es decirle comunista a una persona que claramente no es comunista, que, que vive en los Estados Unidos, hasta, hasta usted mismo, que es parte del gobierno norteamericano como senador y personas que no están de acuerdo contigo y que te digan comunista. ¿Cuánto daño hace una persona cuando se insulta de esa manera? Y se usa tan a la ligera esa palabra. Sí. Primero de todo, eh, le resta a lo que es el comunismo. En lugar de reconocer que el comunismo es oprobioso, que el comunismo no, no permite el pensamiento libre de la persona, no le permite a la persona uh, orar al altar que escogen. No le permite a la persona escoger quién lo gobierna. No le permite a la persona estar en una economía donde con el sudor de su frente o su inteligencia o su capacidad física puede ganarse un futuro mejor económico. Eh, le resta eso eh, enormemente y, y disminuye la realidad de lo que es vivir abajo del comunismo. Eh, es increíble para mí. Eh, ver el cambio que yo he visto eh, yo he estado en la lucha para una Cuba libre desde antes de llegar al Congreso hace 30 años no hay nadie no hay nadie que ha hecho mal la ley eh, Helms Burton eh, Lincoln Díaz Valar y yo fuimos los que lo escribimos se llama Helms Burton porque ella era el chairman en ese momento pero los que escribió esa ley fuimos Lincoln Díaz Valar yo y Eliana Rosletten eh, no hay nadie que ha creado el título 2 para ayudar al pueblo cubano que yo escribí y los fondos que hemos usado para eso eh, eh, no hay nadie que ha usado su voz y su voto más que yo y, y que alguien me diga a mí eso 
eh, 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 es increíble. Ahora, yo sí digo lo, lo siguiente. El Medicare es socialismo. El Medicaid, que ayuda a nuestros envejecientes cuando tienen que ir al nursing home, es socialismo. El Social Security, que le da a personas una base de retiro, es socialismo. Son programas sociales. Eh, ah, pero eh, nos olvidamos de eso. El ayuda a nuestros hijos para que puedan tener asistencia universitaria para educación, eso es socialismo. Entonces, <coughs> nosotros eh, pensamos en programas que actualmente ayuden el pueblo. Programas que, por ejemplo, la, cubana, la, la comunidad cubana-americana, yo sé que me ha venido a mí, oye, me hace una beca para mi hijo. Uh -huh. Oye, me hace falta asistencia para mi mamá con el Medicaid. Uh, oye, que el Medicare, eh, mis costos de medicinas recetadas son más altos. Bueno, entonces el gobierno está promoviendo esos programas para mejorar la salud y el bienestar de un pueblo. ¿Qué decir eso socialismo? Así que eh, eh, esos son donde eh, hacen un, no solamente un gran horror, pero un gran daño a la meta que tenemos, ¿no? De en el caso de Cuba, liberar el pueblo cubano, de en el caso hemisférico, de eh, contrarrestar una nueva dictadura en Nicaragua, uh, contrarrestar eh, la malvalencia de Maduro en Venezuela y otro más. Claro. Senator, how do I get, please tell me, how do I get the expired car warranty people to stop blowing up my phone? I know that you, you banned robocalls in New Jersey. Yes. Help a fellow Cubanito. Yeah. His phone rings like 15 times a day. Uh. Selling me an extended we're, car we're, warranty. We're, well, there's something called robocaller that you might want to look into. Yeah, I, but. I did it, but I, I lost a bunch of business calls because people just had no patience for me. The robocaller app does work very yeah, well. But, uh, which, by the way, was created in New Jersey, robocaller. Uh, but in any event, interesting fact, we're working really hard to... Uh, get uh, the uh, Federal Trade Commission and others to institute even stronger regulations to stop uh, the unwanted calls we all get, you know. Last question I have for you. Before uh, it was a thing, you, you authored and passed a landmark bill in New Jersey, the bias crimes law that made crimes committed in, uh, you know, on the basis of uh, sexual orientation or religion and uh, ethnic ethnicity. Uh, an aggravated offense with stiffer penalties, which then became the model for the federal hate crimes. Um, first, mi respeto para ti. Um, we as humans owe you a lot, of, a lot of gratitude for that. That was back in 1990, but all these types of crimes continue to divide us here today, and it's still an issue here in, in our great country. Why are we still dealing with discrimination in, in 2021? What are we not seeing as people? You know, it's interesting, Enrique. Uh, that law came as a result of uh, Indian Americans who wore a bindi on their forehead as part of their religious views. And white supremacists uh, were beating them and killed one of them uh, in New Jersey. Uh, and the Indian American community came to me then as a state legislator and said to me, we're being hurt, we're being assaulted, uh, we need help, what can you do? And I came to look at the law and I said, wait a minute, you know, there's an enhanced crime if you commit a crime against property, if you put a swastika or, or uh, if you burn a cross, but there's no enhanced crime if you commit a crime of hate against an individual. And so I took me three years, but I passed the first biased crime law in the nation, which said if you commit a crime against someone because of their race, ethnicity, 
religion or sexual orientation, you'll face a higher penalty. And to answer your question directly, we cannot erase the hatred in people's hearts from however it ultimately arose. But we can send a societal message that we don't tolerate it. And what I fear now is that we are not sending a societal message that we don't tolerate those forms of bigotry and hatred. And um, I feel over the last several years that the ability to express that bigotry and hatred has been unlocked in ways that are rather obscene and that have allowed the darker angels that exist uh, within uh, people to be able to express it. Uh, This is always a question of fear, lack of education, fear of the other, the other being the reason that I am somehow at risk, the other being the reason I may lose my job, the other being the reason my kid can't go to a good school, the other being the reason for whatever bothers me. And the reality is that this nation is the greatest enterprise in the history and experiment in the history of mankind. Why? Because we brought people from all over the world we bought Cubanos, we bought Venezuelanos, Colombianos, Chino, Vietnamese, uh, Italianos, Hilandeses y tantos distintas personas que con su capacidad, habilidad, inteligencia y el deseo de hacer una mejor vida para ellos y para el país que ahora llaman su país ha creado el, el mejor ejemplo en el mundo. Cuando perdemos vista de eso, And it is my hope that we can recapture that and that we, we bring into people the view that the other isn't a threat. The other is a gateway to opportunity. Senator, thank you so very much for your service. Thank you for your time. I know it's very valuable. It's really, great to be with you. I really enjoyed this. And now I can put it on my hip parade that I've been interviewed by you. <laughs> I don't know if I might get you a free cup of coffee somewhere. I'll take it. Some bar. <laughs> Thank you, Senator. Thank you. Hola, my name is. My name is. Hola, my name is. My name is. I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.